Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome, John Morris of Ramsey Innovations. So glad to have you here today. Um, and you are all about scaling your business, which everybody needs to do at some point or another in their business, or they just don't grow. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me on here. Uh, so previous to starting Ramsey Innovations, I started a digital agency out of my home with $10,000, and I grew it to one of the largest independent digital agencies. Uh, recently exited that business. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to do next, I, I really came to two conclusions. The first is, I love connecting with other entrepreneurs. I think it's the hardest road traveled. Uh, and I love sharing war stories, hearing war stories. I don't care if you're a two-person organization, a multi-billion dollar organization. And then the second thing is, when I looked at the success I had at Rise, my last company, I realized that the playbook to help grow your business is fairly universal. And so what we help people do is understand how to allocate their time and how to allocate their resources as intelligently as possible so that they can feel their growth. And before we started, I was asking you what your sweet spot in your business is. And um, we talked about how businesses get stuck. Yep. And that's when they come to see you. What does it look like when they're stuck before they're, you know, they're in an uncomfortable spot, they're stuck, they don't know what to do. What does that look like um, for a business coming to you? Yeah, generally we are dealing with incredibly smart, great CEOs and leaders who did a phenomenal job of growing their businesses up to a certain point. You know, give you an example, we have a client that has been at $4 million for the last three years. And, you know, they did an amazing job of getting into 4 million and now they just need some guidance. And what do they need to get from 4 million to 10 million or 10 million to 25 million or 25 to hundred million. And so we basically teach them this framework uh, and help them implement that framework so that they know what they need to do to get to the next level. I find it really interesting that someone can get to $4 million and get stuck because they've uh -huh. somehow figured out how to get to 4 million. And they had to have moments of where they were stuck before that. Uh, what is it that gets people stuck? So I have found generally, and this is, there's a lot more to what we teach people, but what I found is three things seem to be the most common theme. So the first thing is organizational structure. Uh, oftentimes you have a CEO who's been doing everything themselves and now you have to start putting a leadership team in place and you have to start delegating and you have to trust people to actually do their job so that you can take it to the next level and allow people to do their own roles. Uh, so that's one big thing that we see. Uh, the second thing that we see is marketing infrastructure is oftentimes their business has grown through word of mouth uh, and that'll take you so far, but you need to be understanding exactly how many leads you need to generate on a weekly basis, how many of those leads turn into opportunities. 
opportunities, how many of those opportunities turn into customers, and you have to constantly be investing to grow the number of leads that are coming into your company so that you can feel it to the next level. And the, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, and the third one is financial infrastructure. Uh, as it relates to financial infrastructure, uh, I have a line that I use very frequently, which is everyone has a strategic plan, whether they know it or not. And that's how you spend your time and your money. Uh, give you an example. I have two companies that do almost identical things. Uh, they have almost identical revenue. And the individuals that work at these two companies is very different. One of them has uh, practically nobody other than people doing client work. So they don't have a marketing infrastructure, or a sales infrastructure, or an operational infrastructure. Now they are incredibly profitable. Wow. I have another one that is less profitable, but they've invested in operations and they've invested in sales and they've invested in marketing. So they've put themselves in a position where they're in a better place to grow at a faster rate. And so uh, what we help them do is put that financial infrastructure together so that they can be very strategic about how they spend their money so that it allows them to feel their growth. Well, I would imagine by them putting that all in place too is while they might not have a larger revenue than the other person, they have a lot less stress and a lot less responsibilities on their plate to keep this train moving forward and create, thus creating a better quality of life for them. You know, I, it's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. What, what I would say is uh, different people, you know, you, you mentioned when you kicked this off that, you know, if you don't invest in scaling, then you're just not going to grow. And for some people, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I've met people who have said, you know what, I don't want to run a huge organization. Uh, and I think that's awesome. You know exactly who you are and what you want to do and what you want to be. Right. And I have other people who say, you know what, I do want to grow and create a large organization. And so... When I look at those two infrastructures, you know, what one is telling me is that they care more about profits and the other one is telling me they care more about growth. Right. And so there's nothing wrong with either path, but the one who has not made those investments has to understand their probability of continuing to grow and take in the next level. If they don't start making those investments, uh, they will not see the growth that they're looking for. So what were some of the pain points in your journey to get to this business, Ramsey Innovations? What were, what were those moments of pain points that you had that taught you about scaling your business? Uh, you know, I had lots of different learnings. You know, uh, you know, I went from just working to myself to about 250 employees by the time I left. Wow. And, you know, so one of the first learnings was... Uh, when we were 17 employees, uh, the person running our account management team was having a hard time with one of his employees. And he came to talk to me about this individual. And I said, well, I have good news for you. And he said, what's that? I was like, well, I let that person go today. Uh, so you don't have to worry about it anymore. And his response to me was, I will never earn the trust and respect of my team if you make every decision for me. Wow. And, you know, so that was a huge learning point for me, um, you know, where I realized at that point, when you hit around 20 employees, is when you have to start really trusting your leaders to do their job. Uh, so that's one, you know, big learning that came out of it. The second one is 
when you get to different size organizations, so like when you hit 20 people, when you hit 100 people, when you hit 250 people, uh, the way you have to run the business is different. Uh, let's just start with 100 people. Uh, going back to org structure, uh, you generally build your infrastructure based on the leadership team that you have. And so when you hit 20, you have to start building leader, you have to start building infrastructure so that you, your leaders can manage their groups. When you hit 100, you have to start building infrastructure so that your leaders' leaders can start running their groups. And so the systems and the tools that you need are very different. When you get to 250, it really becomes more of an ecosystem. So it's like you can't just say, you know what, I'm going to switch from this tool to that tool because that tool is impacting eight other groups now. So you have to start thinking about everything from an ecosystem. The other thing that uh, you have to learn is how do you communicate at different size organizations? When you're small, you know everybody. Mm. But at some point, you're not going to know everybody. So how do you communicate and inspire and keep everyone aligned and on the same page as you get to that different uh, level? Uh, how do you have a state of the company meeting on a quarterly basis? How do you... Uh, how do you communicate when people leave? How do you communicate anniversaries, birthdays, new hires? All those things you have to think about as you scale the organization. Uh, we talk about uh, scaling your business as really three stages. One is uh, preparing for growth. One is propelling growth. And the last one is sustaining growth. And so a lot of the communication I'm talking about is in that sustaining growth area. I would imagine that's pretty difficult. And that usually when you get into the sustaining I'm assuming that maybe at some point you start getting uncomfortable where you have to go back to growth again and grow it more. Well, I'm, I'm, when I say sustaining growth, I want you to still be growing, but what I want you to do it is a way that's not clunky and painful. Uh, think about a, think about a little kid and that's growing really quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are, you know, their feet get bigger and they need new shoes. Well, if you aren't prepared and get them new shoes before their feet get too big, their feet are going to be in pain. It is no different for a business. I love that analogy. So, uh, so what you want to be thinking about is what is the org structure going to look like? What are the processes and systems you're going to use? And uh, ultimately, the other thing you have to think about is the talent uh, that you hire is very different at different stages of the business. You know, when you are small, the people you hire who are incredibly talented are generally very good at going deep in a narrow set of areas. When you get bigger, your leadership team has to manage more people, more departments, and they have to manage in a much wider capacity. Uh, and so you have to recognize someone who might be really good for that startup stage might not be good for the big growth stage. That's got to be pretty difficult to go through that when you have when they were the ones that help you start building that too. Is it there is a lot of an emotional attachment to that for people? It is absolutely the hardest thing of any business is to have to recognize that someone who is right for one stage of your business is not right for the next stage of your business. Uh, if you had asked me, that's probably the most difficult aspect of growing a business. Yeah, I couldn't imagine letting somebody go that helped you build yeah. that. But I understand that it has to happen at some point. So besides something like that, that 
pain point, what are some of the things that you find is really hard for people to scale? Once they get, they come to you and they're scaling, what are the pain points that is hard for them to go through your process where they kind of, you know, kind of struggle with what you're telling them they have to do? I I think there's a few different things. So one is patience. Okay. This is a, this is not like a light switch. Uh, the idea is that it's a 90 day incremental process where every day you look, every 90 days you look back and your business should be in a better place than it was 90 days previously. And so you have to just constantly be thinking that we are moving this business forward in 90 day increments where I think a lot of people are like, well, I hired you to grow. I want growth to happen overnight. So that's one thing is patience. Uh, the second thing is, Uh, and it's different for different people, there are certain qualities as a leader that are hard that you have to accept. One of them is letting go, which I talked about. Uh, The second one is candid feedback and making tough decisions. Uh, You know, if you're going to be a good leader, uh, you cannot try to make everybody happy because what happens is in the process, you make nobody happy. And so you have to be willing to give people honest feedback so that they can improve uh, and that there's also no surprises. Um, I would say those are probably some of the the more challenging things that I've seen that people have to recognize. When is the moment that when you're working with a client that you know that they're about to scale and launch into that level that they wanted to hit? Uh, When they're listening. And how do you know that they're listening? What are some of the signs that little things that they may, nuances that other people may not not notice? So uh, the way the system works is you get a quarterly strategy meeting where we do a retro in the last quarter. And then what we do is we help you determine what are the four most important things you're going to focus on for the next quarter. Then in between that quarterly strategy meeting and the next quarterly strategy meeting, Uh, we meet with you on a weekly basis for an hour per week, okay? And so when you go through this exercise and you've determined that these are the four most important things that we're going to focus on for the next 90 days, uh, I have had leaders who are all about it and they are laser-like focused and they are on the path. And then I have leaders from a change management standpoint that fall back into their old bad habits and they start working on a ton of different things. Uh, and we have to rein those people in. And uh, what I found is it also creates a lot of discontent within their organization uh, because their leaders are involved in that decision-making. And then when they all start getting scattered, it just feels like you know, you're on a rudderless ship. Yeah. Wow. So what are some of the things that, have you noticed anything with like managing growing and scaling versus managing life expectations as well with their families and stuff. How does that all intertwine with scaling your business? You know, what I, what I generally tell people is that if you want uh, to achieve greatness, you have to do a few things really well, as opposed to spreading yourself thin. And if you think about um, the world we live in, there's three components, there's self, there's family, and there's business or work. Uh, to achieve greatness, I believe you only get two. So you're gonna either choose self and work, self and family, or family and work. You know, for me, I choose family and work. 
and I try to incorporate uh, self into the things I do with my family. So for example, I played soccer through college. It's a passion of mine and I'm the coach of my daughter's team. Um, you know, I'm not telling people to work 90 to hundred hours a week. Like I do believe there, there's a balance. I don't work weekends. You know, I spend my time with my family and my weekends. Um, and I put my kids to bed every single night. So, you know, uh, I, I believe having a balance is important, but you're going to have to sacrifice something. You cannot do every single thing that you desire if you want to scale and achieve greatness. I love that. I love that. So, John, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, they can go to uh, RamseyInnovations.com. They can follow me on LinkedIn. I post daily growth tips on how to grow your business. Uh, or they can email me at jon at RamseyInnovations.com. Thank you for this insightful interview. I know people have probably learned a lot. And hopefully uh, some of them know that they need to reach out to you for your help. For help. <laughs> Excellent. Always there to help people. Uh, honestly, that's why I'm doing this. Our mission is to help a thousand businesses thrive like they've never thrived before. Oh, I love that mission. Love that mission. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Rush Yeager here. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast. If you're a successful business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program, please visit rushyeager.com forward slash apply. And hey, if you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag becoming titans. I love seeing you guys' posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to RussJager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.